friends, welcome to Buddy Time Podcast. I am Sin. Each week, me and my two buddies, Victor and Name, we gather to discuss and share our thoughts on different topics that relate to young adults in Thailand. You'll hear interesting real-life stories and experiences that may inspire you and enrich your life. So join us for some chats. This is a Buddy Time Podcast from Me Goody of Buddy Up. Hello, friends. We're back again on episode seven. Today, we have prepared a quite practical topic for us to discuss. So let's get into it. Nim, so what are we going to talk about today? So for the topic that we are going to discuss today, it's going to be about skills that employers are looking for in 2021. You know, because we've been hit with the pandemic, and of course, the working and the employment landscape is always changing. But with this COVID thing, there is a faster and bigger change. And I'm quite curious about it. So I've searched and I've found an article that I think it would be interesting to share with you guys today. That sounds very interesting. As we know that after the pandemic happened, a lot of us are forced to work from home or even study from home. And it's obvious that the tasks of the jobs have changed or at least modified to work accordingly to how the situation is. So it's actually quite interesting to know whether the skills that we use to learn or that we use to hurt from other people are still relevant with the situation today. Yeah, so let's try to see how these new skills or old skills are going to help us in our future work or study. You're right. Like since the pandemic, I think a lot of us has been changing jobs or like we're searching for a new jobs or even like students searching for their first job. So to be honest, like the list here that I've found, the skills listed is not something that we haven't heard of before. But going through the list, you could see how the emphasis and the importance of the skills have increased immensely. For example, the first skills being listed is tech skills. All of you could have guessed. I mean, technology has been evolving really fast. And especially after COVID, the importance has been increased and everyone has moved to, you know, the digital platform. Even like old business that haven't really implemented digital technology yet, they also have to adapt. So these skills are very important. And if you have the skill, it could put you at an you know, advantage edge. So for example, you know, skills like coding, AI, or using big data. Well, for technology skill, in my opinion, it seems like a very essential skills. But at the same time, I feel like the technology skill, it's also quite a normal skill for the new generation, especially because they basically grew up with using all the new technologies, iPad, computer, internet. So I think technology skill is a very easy skill for the new generation, just in my opinion. 
but it could be a bit hard for the older generation, like our seniors, because they have to change the way they used to work. And when the pandemic hits, all of a sudden they have to really change the mindset, change how they used to work, and start learning how to use technology, which is quite frustrating to some of them, I think. And I think coding skills is probably one of the latest trend for students to learn. But I'm not sure about whether coding skills is necessary, unless you are getting into a field where you would need to use this skill. You know what I mean? I mean, like technology skills in general. I think it's more like whether you know how to. Use the digital device, for example, whether you know how to share your work or work with your colleagues or classmates through an online platform. I think those are the basic skills, like technology skills, just for us to work on an online platform seamlessly, as if we are working in person. Yeah, I totally agree with you because while I was um reading through the article and I was like, then what about those who are a little less tech savvy? And some of the skills mentioned could be like very specific and technicals, and it is something that students would learn from school if they're interested in it. For example, for those who know that okay, they want to be into coding, okay, they would start learning coding. At like school or at a like a younger age, so I feel like if you're not totally into this, it's it's okay. Like you don't have to force yourself into it as long as you you know you try to embrace technology. You know a little bit of everything that would help you to work seamlessly in a corporation or with your team members. I mean, if you're curious or if you want to add a little bit to your resume, maybe you could take you know like tutorials or online courses so that you would know like. The basics you would have some basic understanding, like, but you don't have to really know how to implement, like, how to code stuff or how to come up with, you know, like writing program or creating a software. And even if you want to get yourself into the tech industry, I feel like actually in those company or those industry, they also need other departments or functions for their business to work. For their business to keep going, so maybe you could start choosing the department that fits with your skills or your backgrounds first, and then you know other experience would come along uh, as you start working in the industry. Yeah, I think you're so right about that. You have to first know what's the main job responsibility you want to take. Like for example, if you're going to apply for a certain job, and then of course you're going to look for the job title or job position and look into their description on what kind of job responsibilities you will be taking, and if the requirement under that job title is you need coding skills or programming skills, or you have to supervise people who are going to work on this field, then of course, like you, you definitely have to have. A deep knowledge about these kind of technology skills, right? And I think just knowing one skills like coding skill might not even be enough if you're really going into a department that requires you to work on technology. I mean, like you might even have to understand something related to technology as a whole and not just coding. 
Yeah. So basically, I think it's、um, what's important is that for us to be open and you know try to embrace technology, like be open to learn about it and not be scared of it. Well, technology, of course, is one of the main essential skills already in the new century today. But how about other skills? Another one listed on the list, and I think this is also like very important even before COVID happened. And I think when I say it, you will agree, and that is communication and interpersonal skill. Yes, very much. It never changed. <laughs> yeah, every time when you go go for a job interview, the employer or the interviewer would ask you something about it. You know, <laughs> I mean, even if it's not for job. Like our daily life, how we interact with friends, family, people we know—it's all about interpersonal skills. And interpersonal skills is just so important that it affects how you can develop a certain relationship, whether or not you're developing a relationship with your family members, your friends, or your classmates, colleagues. It's all about communication and interpersonal skill. So I think no matter how the world changes, this skill will always be the most important and will not really change. Yeah, and it goes together: communication and interpersonal skills. Because it's no point, you know, if you're good at talking but then you're not a good listener, or you don't, you can't connect and interact with other person well. So, so it's something that employers always look for, and also your manager. During this kind of situation where you have to work remotely, this is like even more important because you now have to try to maintain relationship with someone you don't see face to face, or someone you don't really have the chance to talk to or interact with in person. Like even before the pandemic, I think for a lot of us, interpersonal skill and communication skill are already quite difficult in some way. Because well, I think most of us know that dealing with people is always very complicated. I mean, as much as we want it to be simple, but we human beings are, you know, tend to make things complicated. So I definitely agree with you that the communication and interpersonal skills are very important now, especially we are working through the screen. Over the internet, and it's very easy for us to have misunderstandings with other people when we lack of communication, like a proper communication. Even before COVID happens, when we work in person, there can still be some kind of misunderstandings because we fail to communicate properly or openly. And when we have to communicate through the internet. Sometimes for some people, I think it could be a better way for them to communicate because maybe they would feel better because they don't have to face the person directly. It could be less anxious for them because they could feel maybe a bit more comfortable not facing the person directly and then communicate what they want, express what they want. But sometimes for some people, I think that because we're not seeing Each other's face, or we're only reading the text that you sent. We cannot really 
understand what kind of tones you're trying to express, right? Even though you try to type the words, type those sentences in a way that you think it's polite or you think it's in a good manner, but then it's really difficult to feel or understand the other person's mind from just reading a text itself, right? So I feel like. If you're constantly communicating through text, and you're not good at expressing your feelings through text, I think it's very likely to create misunderstandings most of the time. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. Because for me, you know, sometimes I feel like you know when when you're so tired, you don't feel like talking to another person. Directly, and I feel like those are the times you're like, oh, I'm so lucky. I don't have to meet that person and talk to them face to face. I would just rely to using text messages. But then at some other time, I feel like I have to be really, really careful with what I type. Like, I'm I'm a super self conscious person, you know. Sometimes, and and that's like a lot of pressure for me when I have to contact my colleagues and text them. I, you know, just one small sentence. I have to reread it and over and over to make sure that they wouldn't misunderstood my intention because there's no voice. It's just letters. And I mean, it helps during like some informal con communication. You know, those kind of like internal texting and chatting platform where you use within the people in the company. I mean, you could use emojis or you know gifs to make it more light. So that they don't feel like they're being pushed or pressured with text, but some other times you can't just use emojis. And I was like, you know, something that could be communicate like within like a few minutes took me like ten minutes just to reread and rewrite stuff. Yeah, and actually communicating through online platforms, like especially through text, like you said, sometimes it feels like you found a way out because you don't want to face the person directly, but In some circumstance where you have to reply because of your responsibility, you just have to reply or report your your work, right? So whether you should use a formal or a less formal type of tones, you now have to think about it. And depending on how close your relationship is with this person you are communicating with, you might have to think as well. Okay. My relationship with this person, even though we're colleagues, even though we're classmates, I think we're quite close. Then okay, I think we can talk in a quite chill and relaxed way, and we can use emojis and all that. But how do you know what the other person is actually feeling about the way we want to communicate, right? I mean, it's really hard to tell what the other person is thinking about how you're communicating with them. And you know, with the application, for example, Line, there's this feature. Whenever you read the message, it pops up as red. So, you get what I mean? Like, you read something. Should I reply or should I not reply? And sometimes you need time to think of of the to think of the response. <laughs> Yeah, and what if I already read it? I click open because okay. For example, this is an important message from my colleagues or from my teammates, and there is some important task that have been assigned to me or an important question that was asked. So I have to click and read it for sure, right? 
But like you said, I might not be able to answer you right away because I might need some time to think about how I should reply you. And what if I'm taking like five minutes to reply and it already shows as red? And then what if the other person is actually waiting for your reply, like holding the phone and then looking at, oh, she read it. I'm waiting here. I'm waiting here. I'm waiting here. Five minutes pass. She haven't replied me. You know, she read it. She haven't replied me. And I'll be thinking, I'm only asking a very simple question. And I expect you to, you know, reply in an easy way. But nothing happened. So does that mean you actually ignore my message? And I think this is probably how some of the misunderstanding comes up. So one of the advice that I have for this kind of situation is, If you really have to click open and read a message and you found that you don't really know how to reply yet, maybe it would be nice to at least reply a very short message saying, okay, I have read your message and I will come back to you soon. Like just give a very short reply, letting the other person know that you have read the message and that you will come back to the message later on. So the other person know that you're not ignoring me. I think this is the very least thing that we can do when we're not talking with people in person. Yeah, just I feel like it really helps, you know, just, you know, you just need to be honest and give them a heads up and let them know that, okay, they've been heard, they've been noticed, just, we just need time. <laughs> some people that like, they do understand and some they doesn't or some they do understand but they they really need the the answer right away and that kind of like make them feel frustrated a little even if they're not showing it but you know it can't be helped you're working you've been pressured by your boss you've been pressured by your clients you've been pressured like in all directions and it can't be helped that you like need the answer right away so that you could like proceed on to another task and that's why this next list um this next um skills is very important and that is emotional intelligence What is it? Can you explain a little more about emotion intelligence? Because the name sounds very interesting. Yeah, so to make it short and easy to understand, emotional intelligence is like how we approach our emotion and how we try to understand it and use it. You know, like how we deal with pressure and how we keep ourselves motivated. And if you have this, you'll be seen as someone who is reliable. That's why employers and managers are looking for employees with these skills. Oh, so basically this means whether you have the ability to take in the pressure, like in any kind of situation and how you can react towards different situation in a proper manner. This is really hard. Like I know. <laughs> I feel like this is a lifetime learning topics for us. And it's more like a self-development, like an internal self-development. I mean, I see myself as someone positive most of the time. And I also try my best to react to different situations in a proper manner. At least 
without overthinking what the other person is trying to say or do, or even if the other person have ignored my messages while I was actually expecting something in return, I try not to overthink about it and let go of it, right? But there are also times when your mind just keep on thinking, why is this happening? Why is this communication not going in a smooth way? Like why things don't go the way you want to? Like like this thing, if I just get this answer, I could just quickly finish my work. Yeah. So how we feel about certain things or how our emotion pops up, a lot of time I feel like it's affected by the environment, by the people we interact, we engage with. So you know, every day we are experiencing so many different things, right? And we're receiving a lot of messages, a lot of information, and we're always influenced by the external world. How do we actually help ourselves to not overthink and to maintain a good state of mind and stabilize our emotion? I know this is also very hard for me because you know sometimes I weang. <laughs> I'm like I want to weang, but then I can't just do it to my colleagues, you know. But then I I I don't know. Sometimes I might be like unconsciously show like a very bad facial expression, and I feel very bad about it after I have calmed down. And it's something that I've been working on. I'm trying to find ways that would. You know, put me out of those negative feelings whenever I've, I've experienced with it. Like I tried different ways, and some day this method work, and on the other day it doesn't work. So it's kind of like you have to experience. You know, like sometimes when I'm very pressured with work, I can't go on anymore. I feel like I want to scream and shout. I was just okay. I'll stop this for now. I'll just go listen to one happy song, and I'll come back. Or sometimes I would just hypnotize myself, you know. Like my mom always say, "Worst case scenario rarely happens. It's all about us overreacting, and we we'll always think of think of things in the worst case scenario, and it doesn't really always turn out that way." So I would just hypnotize myself. It's okay. It's okay. One happy song. It's okay. <laughs> well, from my personal experience, a little trick that I do. I mean, I agree with the. Tricks that you you've been working on yourself as well, like trying to hypnotize, trying to tell yourself this is okay. Don't overthink about it. Don't overreact. I think this is one of the most common ways that we can tell ourselves to do. And I have a similar thing. I would say it's also about talking with yourself, trying to calm your mind. But my point is trying to focus. On what is important. For example, when something happen and something trigger your emotion, it's normal to have emotions, right? You can feel upset or angry or frustrated. I would say if you feel that right away, accept those emotion, like embrace those emotion. But then after you have allowed your body, your mind. Your feelings to feel whatever they need to feel, then you should start focusing on yourself, on the most important thing that matters. Tell yourself that, okay, you are angry right now, so let it be. You're angry, but what is important right now? The most important thing right now is not 
continue to stay angry, but is to maybe solve the problem that caused the conflict or caused whatever that is making you angry. Like this is what I mean by focusing on what is important instead of thinking the other things that does not help you take away those emotional feelings. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you mean like it's better for us to focus on the source or like the main problems rather than thinking of the consequences or what's going to happen after we've been challenged by this conflict or. These problems because it's going. Of course, if you think it that way, like your mind's going to go like haywire. Like you, you, you're going to like overthink, and a lot of bad and negative thoughts would just continue running in your head, and that kind of like make you lose track on how you would be able to really solve the problem at the source. It's more like to me, feelings, emotions are more irrational, whereas. When you really focus on what is the source or what is the problem that is causing all of these, you're starting to think in a logical way. So it's like first accept your irrational side, acknowledge your emotions, feelings, then start bringing in your logical mind, thinking how to solve the problem by. Thinking in a logical way, then maybe, at least for myself, I think that's a way for me to stop overreacting and overthinking at things that I cannot control of. And then the next skills on the list is the ability to adapt to change, and I find this also very similar to another skills being listed, which is flexibility and adaptability. You know, well, because we have seen what big changes comes to us since you know twenty nineteen, twenty twenty, and twenty twenty one, and we don't really know what other big changes we might face again in the future. So many employers feel that this is important. You know, they would want their employees to be able to adapt to changes because at one point you might need to go back to work in the office again, or at one point you might be abruptly being sent home and you have to start working from home. So, or who knows, there might be some other big changes that's going to affect with the way you work and how the work would flow. I read one of these article. That article said that. Because of pandemic, we were forced to work from home for such a long period, where most of us are already getting used to working from home, and now that the whole situation seems to be better than before, so some big companies they are starting slowly to invite people back to the office to work in the office again, and. This is like a change from the normal situation, working in the office, and then to a new situation where you have to work from home, and then now you're back to the old way of working. Just when we are getting used to the new working style, and now we have to come back again to the old style. This might not be as easy as we think, because our life have already changed. To the new way of 
living. And we might take some time again to adjust ourselves from, you know, working from home back to the office. And you mentioned about able to adapt to new changes is quite similar to flexibility, right? And I find that quite true. I mean, this can be one of your strengths in the present days, especially now that we have constantly changed our working environment. For example, we're working from home now and then the next day your company says, okay, you can come back to work in the office now. So if you have that flexibility to change from working from home mode to working from the office mode, and that doesn't affect your overall productivity and quality of your work, I think your company will really appreciate that. And if you can show that part of you better than other people, I'm sure you will outshine a lot of people as well. And it doesn't really limit to just the way you work, you know, because there are big changes, of course, as we have always been talking about since the beginning of the episode. And it's also like the technology development that has already been changing and being sped up. And also consumer behavior is being changed. So it's not only about how you work, but it's also about how you would serve and satisfy your customers. So if you're able to you know, understand change and being able to adapt and implement those changes into the way you work or into your plan, you know, working, then you would be like a good candidate to employers. And that leads us to the next point, which is problem solving. And I think this problem solving is also connected to one of the other points, which is continuous learning. You know, because with change, you have problems, like whether it's the prob- problem with the way you work or the problem with how you could serve your customers or satisfy your customers. Like you'll be facing with many kind of problems and new problems that you have to solve. And your employers would appreciate it if you're able to, you know, adapt to change and try to find new ways to solve these new problems that being like handed to you. And in order for you to solve problems, maybe it would help if you continue learning, continue like, you know, polishing your skills, your knowledge, because, you know, there's new knowledge and things keep changing and evolving every day. Like you can't just, okay, I've learned this from the uni, I've learned this from school, and this is all I know. And then I don't need to learn anything new again. Like you can't, you just can't, you have to continue learning no matter what industry you're in what position you are you have to continue learning yeah that is so right especially with how we live in the technology world nowadays we rely so heavily on using all kind of technologies and technologies are constantly upgrading so we as a user we have to constantly teach ourselves how to use the new technologies to help us a very simple example is that in the old times people were not used to advertise or promote using digital platforms or social media platforms like for example facebook instagram and now tiktok right very famous very popular among the new generations if we don't learn how to use tiktok or advertise on tiktok how do we 
actually reach out to this new generation. You, you get what I mean? Like, if we don't accept these new changes, and if we don't learn about this new technology or new communication platforms, how do we actually keep up with our new audience? What I'm saying is that there are new platforms coming up constantly, and if you really want to maybe reach out to a certain group of people or achieve a certain task, then maybe you have to get to know what are these new tools, right? What are the new tools on the market that can help you achieve your purpose? Yeah, I mean. I totally agree with that because even if there's no like significant change in like knowledge or new finding, new research, well, there's trends that keep changing every day. A very obvious example, like you know, extending from from your example, is just like over ten years ago, we used MSN to chat with our friends, and now MSN is like gone. <laughs> We're like using lines, and now wait, you're you're revealing our age right now. <laughs> Oh, sorry. <laughs> I mean, mm, yeah. <laughs> okay. So no, no. Now I I communicate with my friends via like you know Twitter and Instagram DM. <laughs> okay. Sure. <laughs> yeah. When when I was using MSN, I was like um you know like very very young. <laughs> yeah. Totally. I know. I definitely <laughs> don't yeah. remember talking to you over MSN. I... Like we were really young, really, really, really. What really do you mean young. by we? <laughs> I thought it's only you. <laughs> no, saying we're the same age. <laughs> uh, and also, yeah, and and also, I'm pretty sure what I learned about marketing in the uni, like a few years ago, <laughs> would would be different from what the students are learning today about marketing in the university. That remind me of even though we have been using some of the popular platforms or technologies, for example, Facebook, but doesn't mean that we should stop learning from using these kind of platforms. Because even Facebook have been constantly upgrading their features as well. For example, back then we don't really see a lot of advertisement on Facebook, and we don't really use Facebook for. Advertising, yeah. Before we use Facebook to play games, farming. Yeah, it's mostly about pure interaction with our friends, our community. But now Facebook offers so many more features for us to use. So we, as an old user of Facebook, we still have to keep up with these new technologies, and we still have to learn what are these new technologies so that we can use them into today's world setting. And a lot of the skills that were mentioned today are quite like you know, soft skills, except for tech skills that could be more specific. And our last skills that we're going to talk about today, which I think Victor can help us with that, is sales and presentation skills. I mean, this skill is again, I think it's related to communication somehow because it's also how you can communicate with. A bunch of people in an open space, right? Yeah, and you know, you you need these skills to be able to convey your message to like your boss, your teammates, or your clients, and to attract your customers. Also, for example, like 
these days, you know, digital technology, digital platform increases and business are trying to gravitate towards those platforms. And they started to hire a lot of agencies and there are a lot of agencies growing and and these agencies they have to do presentations to to do you know sales pitch so i mean if, if you want to be in a digital is one of the um skills that would be important for you and even if you're not into you know agencies like you still would need presentation skills or communication skills or just you know public speaking and talking anyways like it, it could help you a lot in, in life and with one of the point that you mentioned about how you can use your presentation skill or public speaking skill to attract your customer or inspire people or maybe during one of your interviews it's actually more difficult than before because i think according to studies our attention span now is what less than five seconds or three seconds it's really really short like imagine yourself scrolling through Instagram. How long do you actually stop on one post before you scroll to the next post? It's actually quite short, like maybe only three to five seconds. And then you just keep scrolling, keep scrolling. So how do you actually attract people? And when you want to present, how do you grab people's attention right in the beginning and then make them stay? and continue to listen to what you have to present. I think this is one of the soft skills that will definitely help you as well to achieve the goals that you you want. Yeah. With all these soft skills that we have discussed today, I think soft skills are more difficult to learn and develop. Yeah. I've been to a few jobs interviews and like many of the interviewers that I had focused on trying to find candidates with um these soft skills because they know and we all know that it's very hard to acquire these skills like like hard skills if you 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 could gain those skills once you go through like workshops and trainings but these soft skills is very special some people could gain it like Within a short period of time, some people need to, you know, spend more time. And not everyone would have all these soft skills together. You know, some people might have like a very good communication skills, but they might lack a little bit some other area. Or some people might be really good in doing presentation, but they might lack a little bit in, you know, like how they deal with pressure. So trying to find people with a little bit of each of these soft skills is it's very hard and a lot of employers are looking for candidates with at least one or a few of these skills according to your past experience which soft skills would you say are most preferred by employer i i, I can't really say that because it would depend on the industry that you work in because in in some industry they rely a lot in presentations and communication and in some other industry they they sure want candidate with these soft skills but they also need candidate with a very strong hard skills specific to that industry and in some other industry with lots and lots of pressure they would want people who have like high emotional um, intelligence someone who could work 
under a high pressure but in that industry like maybe you don't really need to do a lot of presentations so it differs i mean you have to know first what what industry you want to work for and know the nature of it and and once you know the nature of it then you could focus on improving the skills that you think would be most important for employers in that particular industry all right guys so these are some of the skills mentioned on the list and if you're interested in reading the original and the full version you could visit the link that we'll be providing in our description section and if you are interested into knowing more about how you want to develop your presentation or public speaking skills Stay tuned to our next episode because we will have Victor with us to give us some tips or techniques on how to develop public speaking skills or presentation skills. Well, if you have been one of our listeners since the first episode, you might already know that Victor is quite an expert in public speaking. So we will have him back with us in our next episode, and we hope what we have discussed today. On different type of soft skills will be beneficial to you in some way, so that you can go back and think about which job you would like to put yourself into, and start thinking which type of soft skills would be most beneficial for you. And thanks again for being with us today. We hope you enjoy today's buddy time. Also, we will be launching our giveaway campaign starting from today. So make sure you check out the detailed information on our Instagram page. We have special gifts for the chosen participants and a grand prize for two winners. Feel free to follow Migudi on Instagram at m e g o o d y t h for more updates on our show and activities. Let us know what you think of these soft skills, or which one do you find most important, or do you think there are any other? Unique soft skills that are essential in today's world. Hope you will join us again next Thursday. Until then, have a great day.